everybody. Welcome to another amazing, wonderful, fantastic episode of Not Your Average Netizens. I am Nat, and I'm joined by my lovely co-hosts, Jimin and Ash. Hello. You also Hello. did not have to lie with all those adjectives. And also, Rolling Lao announces its lineup for Thailand. It's going to be headlined by Cardi B, Chris, ba- Chris Brown, and Travis. One of these things is not like the other, but I'll... I'll let y'all absorb that. So, yes. Okay. I'm, you know, I'm not surprised that they're in Thailand, to be honest. But, okay. <laughs> yeah, it'll be in Pattaya. So, I'll be waiting for all of the... Oh, my God. Animals. So, Pattaya is this lovely beach area. But across the beach is all these, like, bars. Like, with brothels. Like, brothel bars. Yeah. Like, a lot of old white men were there with their... But the... the people that they have paid for the even and it's like so normal so weird like literally across the beach is these families selling these handmade goods kids are running around everything's like that and then you just literally go to the other side where the hotels are and it's just like men and you know the prostitutes it's have y'all have y'all <laughs> oh y'all know the song right there's a song called this is about the girls in Pattaya okay <laughs> I've never it's heard a great song, but I will check it out later. Yeah, yeah. The, and no, it's by me, you. Y'all listen to it. This is obviously no disrespect to sex workers. It's amazing, Absolutely. you know, time. I just, I'm just noting that Chris Brown will get in a lot of trouble. <laughs> and we, we need to keep an eye on Chris Brown. So, yes. I mean, not me, because... I, I don't I don't claim this man. We done he definitely in the racial draft, we definitely made he's, a trade. He's but he's God. Yeah. It's we're taking him for like Jojo or something. I don't know. But you know, he's Oh, I love Jojo. I love Jojo too. But anyways, yes. So we are not your average citizen. <laughs> and um, welcome to another fun filled episode. And our first our our our, our new thing is we have a culture poll. And so the question, and this time we're actually going to put a poll out. <laughs> we're going to put a poll out this time because we forgot last time. Neutronist. But what do you call Korean hoteps? I'm sure you've seen the tweet and it had me laughing for a couple of days. So, yes. And they're like, we was emperors. Well, we was Wang, like, which means king in Korean. What do you think of oh, we was Korean? We was kings or we was walks. You know, I want to see what or what you guys think a Korean hotel in in this hotepness is going to be preaching. You know, like we was think emperors is probably a better option, to be honest, because that's like kind of unique to the area in the sense, you know, like, like was the really emperor? Well, I guess that's the whole conceit of it, right? Like, yeah. We yeah. all know that whole tips. Okay, y'all. No, y'all was not no kings. Okay, but but you know. Okay, to answer this in a very serious way, not that yes. this is meant to be serious. Yes. Ironically, I think that they will say kings, and let me tell you why. There are real life Korean whole tips. Okay, they, and they are basically the same as black whole tips. The same black men. They are, they're basically black men, but like Korean body. That's literally what it is. So mm-hmm. I think they say we was Kangs. And when they say we was Kangs, they literally mean in Africa. They don't even mean in Korea. So that's my, that's my personal opinion. I mean, that's kind of a crazy thing to say that you was a chicken. in Asia, in Africa, like what, did they, what, did they just like walk to Korea from there? I mean, 
kind of, I feel like there were detours that, you know, influenced the yes. culture. It wasn't but like, you do know that they do that, right? With like yeah. the, the pygmy people, they said the pygmy people are actually like the, the first Asians. And so like, technically, uh-huh. if you hi, if you jump through some hoops, we was kegs. So <laughs> I don't know. Look, this is all from my, me observing. You know, I'm an outsider. I'm just observing, you know. I mean, I'm kind of like, I'd love to hear somebody explain, like, do a whole, whole tap thing, you know, you know, where they're outside with the speaker, you know, yelling at people as they're walking by, talking about we was emperors and, you know, going into explanation. I feel like that. Well, you got to wear your kente cough. So first, yeah, you can't take off. That'll get it probably, it's like you got to cut up a dashiki, but sew it together with some supreme. And oh my God, it would too. definitely be a supreme. It would be supreme in mm-hmm. your product or something like that. You yeah, know? some like, Europe. That would be the Dutch. The Dutch. I was like picturing it right now. Picturing? Remember that K-pop group? I can't remember the name of it, but they had those, those, the members from around the world. And they had a Korean bed in the African. Hold up. Oh, yeah. Hold up. I gotta Google this. Oh my God, I have it on my phone if you don't have it. Because I... Like, I use it as a meme sometimes, so. Well, is it that NTX group? Maybe. I don't know the name of the group. I just remember. I do see guy. a picture of a man that's, like, straight up in African garb. Like, yeah, I don't that know was it. African country. It, it, it's not. It's, it's probably a guy from Party Packagers, and it just said Africa. I think that. Yes. Or, here, Africa. Yeah. Uh, that's crazy. But, yeah, that's kind, kind of what I'm picturing. They're doing a lot. They're absolutely using a lot, but yes. So what's now? I I I would yeah, honestly. Yeah, I'm gonna put three in there for being a meme. I I feel like we should do three options. There was emperors, okay. there was wands, or there was African kings. I feel like those three options. <laughs> what up, Matt? You trying to get us on somebody' watch list? <laughs> always, always. But anyways, yeah, let us know what you think the answer is and why. Let us hear your explanations, you know? But let us start, really start the show with comebacks and debuts. So we did watch a bunch of comebacks that recently came out. NCT, War 2 Sidemans of the AO, XG Shooting Star, only one of Chrome Arts got the beat stamp on it, Jim Young's Candy, Takes Tea, Sugar Rush Ride, Maeve, Pandora, Red Velvet, Birthday, Yes Song, Small Things, and we watched a Twice's Moonlight Sunrise as well. But there's obviously a lot more out there. So any kind of stuck out for you or like the standouts, right? So yeah. obviously y'all know that I I like Stamp on it when it came out. I'm not gonna lie, I still kinda like it. I'm not gonna listen to it, but I do like it. XG Shooting Star was definitely the best thing on the list. Like that's all wit okay especially yeah. of course it was really good we had definitely have to do a whole thing about them in the future or like do a feature or something because i'm very interested in their concept y'all know how i feel about sugar rush ride we not even gonna talk about that only one of i was actually really shocked with chrome arts i know they were giving something different i know they were giving nudity and six packs it was great to see the song was decent. I like to hear it. And I also weirdly was really into Jin Young's Cotton Candy. I thought it was really smooth. Yes. It was groovy. And and I don't, I didn't think it was slow. And I usually don't love that type, that style from God Seven, but I thought it was good. Everything else, you know, it happened. I forgot it existed. 
I think <laughs> Yes Sons was probably like the worst thing on there because it was just straight up boring. Yeah. We At were twice twice as little special was interesting. Yeah. I feel like during Yes Sons song, we were too busy doing other things. Like, because anything, I think we were too busy to figuring out what Korean hoteps were during that this. That is also true. So, that is also true. <laughs> Any standouts for you? Only one of song was pleasant. Nice to listen to. That's the beat. I'm kind of conflicted because I kind of like the song, but it's one of those things where I feel like NCT is the same way where the song itself doesn't bother me so much, but the MV kind of ruins it for me. Like if I watch the MV with the song, then I don't like it as much. So I feel like that the beat is kind of the same way. Just, you know, watching several girls you know, dance and sing uninspiredly is like not, you know, not a way to get me into the mood, dance into your song. So, yeah, I I thought and Twice's song was was nice and cute. So, yeah, I would say Twice and only one of were kind of my standouts. Okay, okay so I love AO. I love Shooting Star. I love Stamp on It. I agree that for me was given like, what was different between the MV and the dance performance? Because they felt like you maybe just, got the beat first. Yeah, but like, yeah, exactly. Because yeah. like it literally like the only difference for me with the MV is that they had change of outfits in that window, you know, and a car. You know, they had props. Like that was like, the only difference because nothing happens in that music video. They should have not even had a music video at that point if nothing was going to happen in it. You know what I mean? And then Cotton Candy, I really like. I actually liked his, his whole album, with I think I think it's like with Chapter Zero or something like that. But it's a really smooth, you know, lo-fi kind of album. I really enjoyed it. I listened to it a couple of times and it's just very soothing. It feels good. So I really liked it. And I... Oh, he went song was not remarkable, but their abs were. So I'm going to give it to them for this as well. And yeah... That's, uh, that's basically the only songs of note, in my opinion. I'm sorry. Oh, sure, Rush Ride. I thought that was cute. I think it's a grower, too. I think, like, the, the more that I randomly come across it is the more I'm going to like it. So, And I, I really hate to say it, but I feel like I'm going to end up being just like you. Because for some reason, 2i2 has this weird effect on me to where, like, even when I don't like their music, I still can feel myself kind of like, I don't know. Maybe it's because I like them. I, yeah. I really think that's what it is with me. With you, I think you just tend to like give stuff more cha- a chance than I think me and Ash do. Me and Ash just like, we don't like it. We just don't go back to it. So. Yeah. I think too, if I really like, if I think something in a song is airwormy, I'm more likely to go back to it. And then the stuff that I may not like as much will start to grow on me, you know? Yeah. Because I've already listened to the song. I really okay. like the chorus. And I really like the choreo, actually, especially at the chorus for that song. So yeah, the choreo is cute. So I think like that. You know what? Good. Yeah. Sorry. I just want to say that's a really, really good freaking point. Because I felt that way about a lot of the songs on Scissors album that came out in mm-hmm. the last year. I felt like half of the songs that I ended up putting on my playlist at first, I was like, I don't know about this. But then there was like that one part. I was like, how the how guy loves me? the the playlist so i definitely think that that's a real phenomenon exactly exactly and in terms of comebacks the only comeback i really know of is vivis is coming yeah vivis formerly g friend like 
you know, the three girls from GFriend that made a new group. It's called Vivis, I think. And they had that song Bop Bop last year and they were on Queen. But who else? Is there anybody else? Oh, no, coming back. I can't really think of anybody. I can tell you somebody who is coming back. Attack on Titan coming back March 2023. Let's go. We here. We are. Aaron Yeager. Oh, they're the sweet Ashley that somebody at me in. Like, what's up? Like, I know the ride or die for Aaron for the past, like, how many years to give up on him now? It's always like, this is you? I'm like, yes. <laughs> don't give up on, don't give up on Aaron Yeager. He's I bad. mean, I definitely have given up on Aaron because of how he came at my baby Armin. Y'all know Armin is my favorite character. So I gave up on Aaron. But every time when I look at him, it's like you got to re- you got to reel it in. Because when you look at Aaron, you're like, but I just want to give him one more chance. You know, you start understanding a little bit. You know, like the pick me's who like, oh, I just Oh, no, no, I don't understand anything. I'm not trying to understand anything. I'm just here to support you. <laughs> and Aaron, that was, that's, that's, I'm to understand that's Aaron's standard. point of view. I don't care what Aaron is, his point of view is, okay? I mean, we know he's a bad, he's the bad guy at this point, okay? Like, we know this, okay? I'm not here to justify it. It's okay to like villains. See, this is you guys' problem. This is like the new, I don't know if it's a Gen Z thing or a millennial sort of thing as well, too. But we need to stop woobifying villains. So true. That villain is just bad. And it's okay to like a bad villain. Like, me liking Aaron doesn't mean that I like Hitler. Please use your brain cells, guy. No, no, no. That's one of my, point. Yeah, one of my favorite characters of all time is Maleficent. Maleficent literally put a purse on a baby because she wasn't invited to a party. That is queen shit. Okay, like, I'm sorry. That's just queen shit. And I love her to death. Like, it's okay to like villain. You really I mean, I wouldn't say it's queen shit, but I will say... Some of my favorite characters of all time are villains. Like, I really love Anakin Skywalker. Yeah. Oh, I used to start off as a villain, but he's yeah. definitely a villain, right? Like, come on. But that was a fun conversation about villains. Yes. We definitely have some villains in K-pop, y'all. There's been lots and lots and lots of villains in a more serious vein because there's some stuff going on in Korea. And the stuff that is going on, I know we just, this is, this is a terrible segue because this is actually a really serious subject. But the bereaved, it says business owners and ask bereaved families to apologize as they continue to struggle to pay rent. Because if, I don't know if you all recall, but last year in Itaewon during Halloween, there was this big crowd crush event where a bunch of people passed away, unfortunately. And it's been months since but I guess this area where it happened, the businesses in the area are not getting the same foot traffic as they were before the event. Mm-hmm. And so the business owners are upset about that. And they are asking the families of the people who passed away to pay, to basically apologize to them for losing money. Which is why I'm not... Why would they not have a government fund set up, not just for the bereaved, but for the businesses that are definitely going to be hit by this? Because it definitely, like, I know they did their investigation, but it clearly, there clearly wasn't a management in that area to handle the crowd that they had. And there should have been a cap of some sort or something that the, like, the police or the mayor, I don't know if they have mayors, but people in power who, who, who could foresee this and, 
I, from what I recall, some information of people predicting this that was totally ignored before it happened. So I don't know. I just kind of feel like one that's grimy, super grimy. And if you get haunted by some of these bereaved people, like some of these people who passed away, you're totally deserved. Like you deserve to be haunted for that. I'm sorry. Just absolutely. Also, the government should be the ones who are helping you right now because they have responsibility for how they own. People who exactly. lost their loved ones who are still dealing, who have to deal with that every single day. Like, fuck your right. I'm sorry. Like, I just fuck your right at the end of the day because they lost people who just, you know, who literally just went to have a fun Halloween. It, it's not like they were on a plane or something where there's a chance of something like that happen. You're literally just going to a place to celebrate Halloween on the street. You don't expect that to be your end, you know? So exactly. I don't know. I just... That is so grimy, mm-hmm. like so disgustingly grimy. Did yeah. something like this happen with the Sewall Ferry disaster oh. where something happened with the victims, the debris? I'm actually not sure. I would, I, I kind of would doubt it just because of the nature of that event. It will be very difficult for the ferry operator to like say something like that. Who, who's going to ask? Yeah, who's going to be like, you know, apologize to me? me losing business and I'm a ferry operator. I think it's grimy and messed up to be saying that anyway. I understand that people have livelihoods. And I also, one thing that, you know, opened open my mind about this whole situation, this is something that Nat actually talks about a lot. Nat always talks about like the debt in Korea and things like mm-hmm. that. And one thing that I think that sometimes we don't appreciate as much, like not being actual Korean people living in Korea, is that when it comes to getting a job, Lucrative jobs are sometimes few and far in between, especially Absolutely. if you don't come from a prestigious family. It's really difficult to really get a high paying job. So a lot of people, they might start try to start a business or they might do like part time work at these small businesses. So small businesses are like a big part of the like economy the, that makes the economy go around. I mean, obviously, Samsung and those big companies are really the basis of the economy like the small businesses where most of the people are employed like in terms of if you were to look at the differences in terms of like yes i don't want to say lower education but people who are not considered skilled laborers like there's way more of them than the people who are considered skilled laborers well here's the thing too about a lot of these restaurants you know bakeries and things that you see so it's very quite it's quite normal i don't know now but the last time i had really looked into it it's quite normal to force a like, as soon as somebody gets to a certain age, just fire them, just force them out of their jobs. And back in the day, you know, you're, you would live with your son, daughter, their family, things like that. Not so much anymore. So a lot of times when you see a lot of these restaurants and, you know, these, you know, hole in the wall spots that usually have really fantastic food, just, you know, they're, they're not Michelin restaurants, you know, in Korea. But there are a lot of people who were let go because they got old. And this is the only way that they can make money. So that's yeah. another facet of it as well, too. So I definitely think if you go to Korea, one of the things that I did a lot is I just walked into places and I think I never had anybody say to me, no, no foreigners allowed or anything like that. And I literally just walked into places and just and everybody was friendly. Everybody was nice. The food was great. Nice. Like prices were fantastic. And I mean, if you can do that is definitely the way to go. Not these people, though. I'm sorry, not not this man who has his hand out, who's trying to make a statement like in this picture. No, thank you. Don't go to his yeah. place. But, you know, just in general, when you are in Korea, try not to do chains. Try to do more mom and pop kind of places because, you know, I'm sure there are people who would like to be restauranteurs. 
But a lot of the people who do have these place, these types of businesses, when they got the money, usually not from the bank, but from a loan shark. And two, they, you know, they owe a lot of money and they're, you're, you know, they're just making ends meet at this point. You know, not everyone, of course, I don't know every single person in Seoul, but that is kind of the reality from a lot of the programs and documentaries and things like that that, and, that I've seen and read. So, yeah. Wow. This is so great. Yeah. Well, Ash, did yeah. you, I thought you had something to say Sage. about that. this. No. In particular, this is the first time I've heard heard of this story. So, yeah, I just, I just like, you have no soul for anybody to just do that. I, I don't understand it. So, yeah. Okay. Well, on a lighter note, light up. He is now a spokesperson for. McDonald's Korea. I feel like it's so perfect because if everybody, I mean, anybody who knows anything about K-pop knows about shiny Christmas, their Halloween costumes that one year where he went as Ronald and went as the Colonel from KFC. And then they also got into a fake fight just for photos. It was very cute. Very fun. So I... I know. I just thought that was very perfect. He's the best fit. And I hope he does like a little jingle for them. I think that would be cute. Okay, so let's get to the next topic. So there was a bit of a couple of scandals that required some quick, well-written apologies. Probably not written by the idols. At that. The implication. <laughs> the implication. Yes. So New Jeans Danielle apologized because she was wishing everybody a... Happy New Year. And she called it Chinese New Year rather than Lunar New Year. And as we all know, Lunar New Year is celebrated by many, many people the world over, not necessarily people of Chinese descent or Chinese ancestry. So Koreans specifically with their history with China took offense to that. So that is why she needed to apologize. And I know some fans are trying to like say that, you know, she's from Australia, blah, blah, blah. But there's another member in the group who's also from Australia who also called it Lunar New Year. So I don't know. I don't, I mean, it's one of those things where it's like, okay, I'm not passionate about this either way, to be quite honest, because it doesn't really affect me. But I mean, I can kind of see all the sides, you know? I understand where people are coming from. I don't know if it warranted an apology. But just because I don't think most things in K-pop require apologies, I feel like when you need to apologize, people don't apologize. But when it's something really sort of not talking about this, but in general, it's something that's really silly. That's when they need to apologize. And they have to do multiple times. It's just quite strange to me. Yeah. Anybody else have any sort of opinions on that? Yeah, I I don't. I, I feel like this is something that's like, I can't really speak on it because I don't really, you know. Yeah. I don't. I mean, I don't get me wrong. I've celebrated it before, but it's not something I grew up celebrating to really have insight into it. I just think it's a very interesting thing to be, to make somebody apologize over. I, I want to see the rationale before I have an opinion. Like, I want to see the in-depth, like, show me the history behind 
you know, what you're saying. Yeah. <laughs> to make this happen. I mean, it's really strange because growing up, I will say I live obviously in Toronto, which is like the most diverse city in the world. And so we did like, you know, school, right? You celebrate everything. So you celebrate the Bali, you know, you celebrate. And we used to right. call it Chinese New Year as well. And we did too. And it was like, Kung Hei Fa Choi. You know, like it was, that was sort of the, what I grew up knowing about. It wasn't until I got into K-pop when I realized that people called it something else. So I can yeah. definitely see how that mistake could be made if you're not informed. You know, you're ignorant because of where you're from and the things that you, you know, what you grew up with. But also like you're from Hybe, where media training is a thing. So it's strange. They don't uh, have media training at Hybe. I mean, I assume that all K-pop idols have to have some form of media training. I'm not saying it sticks. Oh, yeah. The joke is, the joke is, is Hybe, they're, they're not really good with the medias. I'm done. Ash. Anything to add? I mean, I don't think it personally don't think it warranted an apology. I mean, it's just I just don't think it was that serious. I don't know. Like I will I am completely willing to apologize for that statement. Again, if you said give me the history behind it, you know, why should you be so insulted that you need an apology for that? So they can give us a reason, then sure. But otherwise, I think it's just, you know, it's a little much to ask a young girl like that to be apologize for calling this thing that originated in China, Chinese, you know. Yeah. Okay, well, Jay, yeah, Jay from Inhypen also had to apologize. Oh, uh, this is the juicy one. Yeah, so he was on a live stream or a live session. And he said, you know, one of his members, Sunghoon, had said that he recently began studying Korean history, saying it was fun and everything is recorded so well. Jay followed with a re remark that said, <laughs> that went like this, I like studying history, but it seemed like there's not much information about Korean history. It comes to an end within just a few weeks of studying or skimming through. It felt like, it feels, sorry, like a short novel. History in other countries. Oh, no. oh, oh. I studied all sorts of countries' histories and they never end. Is he? Oh, he is fearless. This man wakes up every morning. This is the type of person that eat hot Cheetos for breakfast. I just know it. He has mm -hmm. no sense of self-preservation. But continue. As you know what it is, in the beginning, I was kind of like, okay, I can see what he's trying to say. You know, I don't think it's that bad. But as he continued, it gets worse. And worse, and worse. <laughs> Korean history is like a short novel. He called it, he called Korean history a novella. Like, I just, uh, he said, girl, Divergent was longer than this, honey. Like, <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm sorry. It's just so crazy to me that you would say something like that, regardless of the history. Like, of, of this was true or not. Yeah. You know, it's kind yeah. of wild. That's the thing. Your country could have been three years old. I just think that nobody there is going to be like, oh, this history of this country is short. And to be like, oh, other countries' history is just endless. It's because it, of the vibe that it gets off more than anything now. But OK, I have so many comments about this, but I want to wait until you're actually finished with the story. Uh, I'm so basically, he apologized because he said he made a careless comment on an issue as important as the Korean history based on my personal impression. I've come to realize that there's still so much to learn. I never meant to belittle our proud history, but I realized that it could very well be seen, seen as such 
and I apologize. And I guess they, they, you know, at the end of this, you know, Omoda post, they state that he was born in Washington and he, you know, is an American member, you know, also born in 2002. So he's, he's 21. I mean, uh, okay. So yeah. that, that, okay. <laughs> Therein yeah. lies your problem, but continue. But yeah, that's, that's basically the, the gist of it. But yeah. What would you like to comment? Lord Jesus is a fire. So, okay. Well, I'm going to take the first, my first initial reaction to this is like, the first perspective, the first approach is I'm going to look at this through the lens of, is he telling the truth? Is he actually correct? Now, he exaggerated, for sure. He definitely, I mean, you definitely cannot just read all of Korean history in like three weeks. No. But unless you're reading every single day, every hour of the day, and you read super fast. Like, this is not possible, right? But I will say, the whole idea of like, compared to other countries' history, it feels comparatively short. Now, there is a little bit of merit to that when you talk about modern recorded history, but a lot of that has to do with, one, things that were lost, two, things that were just straight up not documented, and three, it kind of goes back to this question of where in the world did Korea come from? Because, and this is not in a condescending way, this is in a way of like, every... Every country is of different age, right? So a very good example of this, and almost to me the perfect example of this is the United States of America. It is an extremely young country. We have a fraction of the history as a country like England or a country like China. You know, we don't have that much history. That's just a fact. No, okay, I don't want to say we don't have that much history. We just don't have as long of a history. Yeah. We do have a lot of history, though. There's a lot of stuff that happened in those last, like, 300 years. But so so I could kind of understand from that perspective, if he was coming from that perspective, I can kind of understand where he's coming from. I think he was careless in how he worded it, of course. I think that's a huge yes. problem. And also, I think people are not really understanding that he's a 21-year-old K-pop idol. He's not going to really think of history the same way as like a, a, a 52-year-old with a PhD in like East Asian studies. You have to be realistic about who you're considering or who you talk to as well. Like, I could, he probably knows more about the history of Chris Brown's discography than he will ever know about Korean history. Like that, that's just the whole you're dealing with, right? Yeah. So there's a lot of reasons why I could see him having said that. Now, him having to apologize for that is wild because I'm like, for me, I'm one of those people who are like, I don't, I think half of the things that K pop idols have to apologize for is just straight up stupid. Like having to apologize for having a girlfriend so stupid to me, right? Like, what are you about? You did nothing wrong. Him saying what he said, I could see him being a celebrity and you you want to be, you want him to be more responsible. But if you really think about that, let's look at that scandal in any other country. In any other country besides maybe China and North Korea. In any other country, that's not a scandal. That's not a scandal. Like, that's, yeah. that's in Canada, that's not a scandal. To say Canada has a short history, because it does, that's not a scandal. Like, I don't know. Like that, it's just a weird thing to make him a bad guy for, especially since he's American. Like he wouldn't know that. Like that's not. I just okay. That that being said, however, you know, I want to put an asterisk on that. He does need to learn that if he's going to be in that culture, trying to make money off of those people. Like I, I do think that he needs to take the time out, which he said he's trying to learn it. But clearly, he didn't learn enough. If he if he was done and everything, he clearly didn't do that. No, no, it was the abridged version of like, the abridged the version. And he watched the oversimplified videos on yes. YouTube. But I, I'll say, you know, I do understand the essence of what he's saying because 
there is something that you will learn for all of the young academics out there who really want to get into like culture, history, language. This is a very complicated uh, yeah. and academic discussion. And I understand, don't get me wrong, I'm clearly oversimplifying a lot of things. I want to be very clear. Korea has a long, colorful, beautiful history. I think that I'm trying to give him the benefit of the doubt, I guess is what I'm doing. I'm trying to like try to put myself in his shoes before I go and say, he's the devil. You know what I mean? I don't want to have a pitchfork up for somebody who genuinely just is thinking about like, huh, it's kind of weird that you can trace Chinese history back to literally when like the beginning of time, <laughs> damn near. But where, where do Koreans come into play of that? And if you have not studied Korean history at that level, you wouldn't really know that. You know what I mean? So it's kind yeah. of logical for me. It's got, I can rationalize why he's saying that and understand he's coming from a place of like pure ignorance and not hatred or some sort of other motivation. And also understand that this is just not a big deal either. And I understand that Koreans are very proud, but I do think that nationalism is not, is like, that. that's not a, a valid reason to be like, this guy should be criticized for... The essence of what he said, maybe for how he said it, but for the essence of what he said, I don't, I don't know. I don't think he should be criticized for that. I don't, what do y'all think? I know I'm over intellectualizing and I'm also not completely accurate on things and correct on things. I'm sure that there's way more, like we know exactly where the first Korean person popped up and how and everything, but I'm just trying to see from his perspective, like where the gaps could be. And so I'm just curious about what y'all think. It's, it's a very sensitive topic, right? Because there's so much going on between different Asian countries and all the fighting and, and you know, the invasions and, and things like that. And I think also what makes it even more of a touchy subject is there, you know, are people that definitely believe, and probably a lot of Chinese people that believe this in particular, that a lot of the different Asian countries descend from China. That's a common thing that I've seen some people bandy about. And, you know, I think Korea has struggled, you know, to kind of get itself a very strong identity. And then since anything that can kind of, you know, conflict with that is you know, harshly frowned upon because I think it's it's very much of, you know, don't look down on us or see us as less than because we were invaded or we needed help during the Korea War, whatever, you know, we have our own things to be proud of. So it may just be a case of, you know, trying to overcompensate. I just wanted to say to that, like, first of all, Ash, there's a lot of things I'm going to like, <laughs> never mind, I'll say that off air. But the point is, is I also want to say that be very clear about something like when you when you read histories of Korea, it always kind of starts in this like the Three Kingdoms era. And there was always this question of like, because the Three Kingdoms specifically included like Manchuria, which is like. It included a part of the con of the world, the continent of Asia, I have to say, that's like vaguely kind of China and vaguely kind of Korea. I think people have all these questions for because of that. This is a way off topic, I understand. 
But I, I'm saying that to say this history is long and wonderful and colorful. And I think that he maybe should have thought a little bit more about that before he was like, Korean history? <laughs> and that bad boy is equivalent to boy Harry Potter longer than Korean history. Like, he had to go there. That's a bit. I can see why some people would feel like, no, that's a shady thing to say, especially since you're entering this culture for sure. But it's kind of weird. Is he entering that culture? That, you know, we should have an episode about Korean American idols because it's like, I almost feel like they, it's, it's like with anything, right? If you're there, if you are born in a country, you are that nationality and therefore your ethnicity kind of is, becomes, it's just sort of in, is in the background. Like, I mean, Nat, maybe you could speak to this as you are second generation Jamaican, right? Like you were born in Canada, even if your parents weren't. And so you can kind of speak to this idea of like, do you feel Canadian or do you feel Jamaican? I can oh. tell you now, like my my ancestors all like as from as far back as I can trace, they're all they're American. American. So I don't really have yeah. that question of like, am I Nigerian or whatever African country that they were brought over from? Or am I, you know, I don't have that question, but I wonder like, do you have that question? And do you see, could you empathize with Jay because of this question? Okay, well, I am first gen, but oh, first gen, currently go, first gen. co-parenting some second gen who are definitely very Canadian, but black. I think it's very different in Toronto where you like growing up, I was surrounded by Jamaicans who are from Jamaica, but all my friends were like, I would say 99 point. Five percent of my friends were all first gen, mostly from the Caribbean as well, like mostly Jamaican, but also from all over the world. So I feel like as a cohort in that sense, we kind of created our own identity, which was, you know, where our parents are from, but also growing up and going to school, you know, every day in Canada, you know. So for me, I'm Canadian. I, I'm Jamaican Canadian, Jamaican, like I'm all of the three. <laughs> And I've never had problems with identity. Like, I know I'm sure there's a lot of people who have, but I've never really had that problem with identity because I feel like I navigate all the worlds properly. And I feel like, I wouldn't say I feel 100% comfortable because obviously if I was in a room with a whole bunch of white folk from Canada, especially like outside of the city, it'd be very strange and weird. Um, just like, at least you can prance at me in Clarendon, Jamaica, you know, like I, I it would be kind of strange, right? But I like to think of myself as a good mix of everything, of all of these 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 identities. And that sort of works for me. Now, obviously, there's a lot of people who do struggle with their identity. And I think community probably helps with that. So, I, I, I mean, it, it really depends. And also, I think being Jamaican and being Black has currency, a little bit of currency in that sense, because you're cool when you grow up. I know that a lot, like, you hear a lot more stories of people who are from Asian countries who have a little bit of a harder time sort of reconciling that because the cool points don't work the same way like that that maybe national currency doesn't work the same way so it would be kind of interesting to speak to somebody who was like first gen american or canadian from like vietnam or you know korea or something like that to kind of have a different sort of perspective i haven't really had a problem with it i like my beer i like hockey i think writing is the best genre of music in the planet you know i i mix it up but in terms of this Situation. I totally understand what he's saying. Like, I think Canada has fairly short history. Um, you know, they stretched it out as much as they could, you know, for oh, like the years that you go to school, Jesus. right? And next, just really quick, 
Kirkville gum signs with the black label, which is actually kind of perfect because I feel like the black label is it's like next the next step of YGE at this point. And, you know, YG okay. is a scandal con- company and Parkville Gum is, you know, definitely a person candle with, who is, you know, has ties to some scandals. So I think it's a perfect mit- fit, you know, in that sense. So, yes, there's that. And then personally, really interesting news. So Square Run is now the sole CEO of Heidi America. He previously shared that co-CEO title with Lenzo Yu, but now he is completely in charge of Hybe America. Not sure what Hybe America is actually doing, but he's in charge of it. And so I feel like that makes him the first, I mean, I don't know, because it's, it's sort of like, it's, it's not the main company. It's, you know, not the main Hybe. So I don't know if it really counts, but is he the first CEO of a huge Korean entertainment company? Is that how we're looking at him now or or the American branch? Of yeah, it? right. Yes. <laughs> it's kind of like how Columbia, no, not Columbia, kind of how like you have like Sony Pictures Entertainment America, but then you definitely have a Sony Japan, <laughs> which is just called Sony because, you know, that's where it comes from. Yeah, this is very, very interesting. I will say if he really is a real acting CEO of IB, quote unquote, America, he fleeced the heck out of Bank PD&M. That's a fleece, honey, like. He, that's a lot of control because he seems like the type to do that too. I'm sorry. Yeah. After, I mean, he's I, definitely I, a. Come <laughs> yes. I mean, we don't, do we really have to say it? I feel like you don't have to say it if you know, you know, kind of thing. Yeah. But, you know. Yeah. Um, Carry on. Yeah. I just feel like, you know, the whole point of subsidiary companies, a lot of, especially when you're in an international global sort of market is to localize. But I feel like, what have they America done? Like, they, that's such, they, that's, like, they don't know what have they, they done. But when they, they have made it wrong at the front of it, what's going to happen? It's, I could see this actually popping off, this label popping off. I'm just saying. Yeah. yeah. Depending on what he does with it. Because I feel like he hasn't had very great good luck with his own artists lately. I mean, he's got Ariana and Justin, but look at them right now. I mean, he, that's what he really means. I thought Shippen, yeah, I mean, there's a whole scuffle with Taylor. And I um, mean, yeah, but he's still, his pockets are lined. He's, well, he's, I mean, yeah. he seems like the type of person that would make sure his pockets are lined. Absolutely. But as far as everybody else, I'm just saying, is I was to pick someone to do business with it in America and I'm trying to expand my company and, you know, do business and all this, I wouldn't trust him. I just wouldn't. Yeah. No, I get that. Well, we'll see. Because they, you know, remember her loves it last year, the year before, all these companies are trying to do these reality shows and nothing has come out of it, like, at all. So where's NCT Hollywood? Where are they? We don't even know. So it's, it's, you know, I feel like those are definitely signs of this withdrawal from America, pop culture, sort of like that sphere. I feel like whatever's been absorbed has been absorbed and that's it. Like the West is kind of not as excited about K-pop as it used to be. It's not as interesting anymore. Maybe this, the shine has come off of it a bit. So it's actually like, do I even need a high America at this point? 
Absolutely not. But what I what I think is going to happen is I think that label is just going to end up turning into an American label. I literally think that's what's going to yeah. happen, which is a huge missed opportunity if you are putting Scooter Braun in control of it instead of somebody from your people. Yeah. And, okay, that sounds so messed up. When I say your people, I do not mean like Korean people. I mean people from actual the main high beach. I would have I would have taken the next in command right under the CEO and made them the CEO of High B America. Like yeah. that's what I would do. Yeah. Not like yeah. this random man whose motives seem a little bit sketchy. Right. Well, I guess too, I can see why they chose him because, you know, he's that has success. And I guess they maybe want to get someone with experience in the music industry in America to like oversee that whole thing. Well, they also bought like 100% of the shares of Ithaca, right? So, yeah, like it's, you know, his money, his company and all the things that he, like his company merged officially with Hybe. So I, I, I mean, I get the connection and why he's there and why he has that position. Because why would you give him anything lower than CEO at that point, right? Uh, it's not like they can just give him the chairman position and put somebody else in the place of the CEO, you know? It, he's he's already, I guess, it's, it's a lateral move for him in that sense. In that, So I guess it kind of makes sense in that regard, but it just, it feels like, why is this even here? I think that's at the end of the day for me, why is this even here, you know? But yeah, so some other news, love was dead and now it's back. It's alive. It's blossoming because there are reports that Shuna and Dawn are back together. They were seen, you know, cadoodling together on, I think she was doing some overseas work or, and he was, he had joined her and, you know, Dawn has, he signed with a new company recently as well. So maybe they just needed a break like Ross and Rachel, you know, on Friends did. Maybe that's all they needed. And, you know, him signing with Area, which is a hip hop label founded by producing to Groovy Room. Maybe that's going to help, you know, give them maybe some space. I feel like they were a bit too, like, in Jamaica, we call it Bachi and Bench. But it's like, you know, two people who are kind of stuck together. And you work with the person that you live with, that you sleep with. Like, some cops, some people are just meant for that. Like, they need their space, you know? Whoopi Gobert said, I can get married, but he ain't living in my house, you know? And some people, you know, they need a little bit of independence. And maybe that's what this whole, this whole situation has been. I mean, we don't know. We don't know these people. But I'm just throwing that out there. It could be it. And then just straight kids heading to Lollapalooza, Paris. Because, you know, the new thing in K-pop is to do festivals. And so we have AI news as well, which I thought was really interesting. So we didn't watch the MV for May Vermov. I don't know how they're pronouncing that. Uh, maybe. <laughs> Which is a completely 100% AI group. And they actually had their debut on Music Core, which was very strange because you saw like the lights sticks kind of moving and then there's this like AI group performing on stage. I don't know. It was kind of silly, but they're quite popular apparently. So yeah, you check out me. And their song, Pandora. And SM Entertainment is developing and planning to debut who is like the god or Jesus. And are, you know, a mixture of both, depending on what you believe. In Espa's world, novice, they love her. And I don't, I, I, I'm very confused because I feel like 
SMA has not kept up with the lore for Novice and Espa enough to, you know, have this, like, this person debut on her own, I guess. I don't know. It's very strange. But yeah, so she's going to be like a solo artist on top of it, not even the fifth member of Espa, which is what I think a lot of people had thought was going to happen. So yeah. I so Novice is going to make her first appearance or debut with Espa in their VR concert at Kwangya, which is going to be at South by Southwest 2023 Festival. And basically everybody, the audience is going to be wearing these K-Ultra high definition equipment. So they're going to have like equipped virtual reality equipment to like be able to see it. Sounds very complicated. I'm sorry. It just sounds very complicated. It's just, do you guys have any thoughts? I feel like this is the end goal here for K-pop agencies. Like, just having everything be AI and not having to worry about, you know, housing these kids and feeding them and teaching them. It's like, no, we can just pay them. Yeah, like, we can just create the perfect, you know, and the kids will eat it up because they're not real people. And, you know, it's sad to see it the way that idols are treated. Maybe that's better. I, like, I mean, I don't know. they don't even be singing live. So at this point, maybe the idol, the AI is the way to go. But I did see somebody tweet about how they didn't want AI idols. Like, what's the use of having an AI idol if they're not doing backflips and triple style cows in the choreography? Because now you have no limits. Why don't you just go there? You know what I mean? Yeah. Which I get. I, I, you know, I kind of get it. So I don't know. It is very strange. Any other thoughts on that? Okay. So Twice will attend the Billboard Women in Music Awards to receive a Breakthrough Award. So yeah, they're getting a special honor on March 1st. And a little... They're going to be honored amongst other artists like Lana Del Rey, Becky G, Dochi, and more female artists in their respective awards. So, and they're going to be there in person to receive it as well. So other that groups are going to have. the weirdest lineup of individuals. I, like, I could not have come up with that list. It's it so sounds random. like our PR people got us this award for media attention. Yeah, I mean, I, I don't know exactly the parameters of the award, but I will say that Twice has accomplished a lot. Yeah, this I is think not to, they don't. Yeah. yeah, I think that they don't get credit for because of all of like, literally because of Blackpink. I think that they've just been overshadowed in recent years. Yeah, that's gonna start a fan award. <laughs> but I, I do think that they deserve some sort of recognition. I just think the the actual lineup of the people is so strange. Like, what has Lana Del Rey done for me? I don't know. I mean, I heard people like her music. She has one song that I've ever been like, oh, that's, I like what that song. song. It? Young and Beautiful. <laughs> Literally the uh, one song everybody okay. knows. Yeah. This yeah. Song. I love Born to Die. I'm in summer time. I like it's not for me. Like, I think yeah, the music is too low. It's too, it's like she really wants to be like a 1950s, like a movie film star. And it's like, I don't know. You don't really have that pie. Like you think you put out that vibe and you're not, but you know. Yeah, no, I get it. I get it. And it is very weird, but I think 
the reason why it's so diverse is on purpose. You know, like they're giving it to Becky G. They're giving it to Dutchie. They're giving it to Lado. They're giving it to Kim Petras. You know, Lainey Wilson, I don't know who that is. I don't know who Ivy Queen is either, but they're giving it to a very diverse group of women. So I think that is done on purpose. But I'm happy for Twice. I think it's absolutely deserved. I feel like, you know, TT definitely were the standards for the longest time. You know, they were shit. So I definitely think that they are, uh, this is a long time coming in my opinion. So, but I'm very happy for them. And I'm happy to see other K-pop artists win Billboard Awards as well to you. So, okay. So we only have two topics left. One really quickly, but I thought was a cool kind of game. It's actually really cool because it's kind of sad. But also there's a post about groups that will research seventh year in 2023. And it's like, who will expand, renew, or leave their agency? So it's only groups or something like that. So we can go through them. So Brett Pink. Do you think Brett Pink is going to renew? Do you think they're going to disband? Do you think they're going to leave YG? Leave. Okay. Everybody or just like, or the, like, key members. I can't see why any of them would stay if one of them would leave, though I could see that there could be argument for Lisa <laughs> staying, even if they all left, but I do think always, I, I think that they would stay together, they would just leave YG. And probably, they would literally probably just go to Teddy's label. I don't think they're already doing that. Uh, think about it. That's, that's, that's actually my opinion on it. Right. Yeah. They would leave, like, Taeyang left and he dropped a song the next day. So I feel like if they do, if they do really still want to make music, leaving to go to the Black Label and just be under ter- Teddy directly is going to be better because Teddy is still focused on music. And when Somi, like, since Somi has been there, Somi is, like, I mean, she's taking a bit of a break now, but she drops, you know, music fairly consistently and she had an album. So I definitely think that it would probably be in their best interest, especially since Teddy breaks their music anyways. So, like, why? what are they getting out of YG? At this point, you know, like YGE. What about you, Ash? Think, I mean, I heard a rumor. There's been a rumor going around about Rose possibly leaving, like being the one to not renew. I guess because she, anybody in that group, seems like they want to be a musician. She would be the one. I agree too that it does seem to be. A situation where if they any of them do leave, they would likely just go to Black Label if they stay in music. I feel like though they're so they sell so much, they make so much money. I don't think there's any way that they're gonna be like even if they take even longer breaks, even if one of them doesn't renew. I feel like that some power will still keep them and together in some form. To to put out a song every now and again. I just think they make too much money for people to just be like, oh, that Blackpink thing, let them break up, you know? I was like, no, they're making us millions of dollars. Like, unless the girls are actively just like, we we gotta go, we don't want this anymore. But I don't know. I feel like regardless what happens, still, still be together officially, unofficially, and putting out a single every few years, yeah. you know, for at least their next contract link, however long that might be. So, yeah. Okay. So the next group is Astro. 
And I mean, yeah. we know who the, the star is of Astro. Like, well, yeah. I have a story about this. And yeah, what the girlies are saying, it's not directly related to the disbandment question. Yeah. But the girlies are definitely having an argument saying that Chalinu is not that attractive. And I'm like, look, y'all can say what y'all want about this man's acting skills. We know he can't act. We know it. Okay. But what you can't take away from this man is that face. That man is very beautiful. That's a beautiful man. That's like not even, like, I feel like he's the type of handsome that's not relatable. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, you couldn't date him, but you can look at him and I like objectively be like, okay, that's a pretty face. So, yeah, that's that's my story. Astro will be, prob- I could see them, I could see them weirdly staying together. And it, it really all depends on Chanu, I feel like, and where his acting career goal goes. Because I could see them staying together, but I could also very easily see them just going their separate ways and maybe doing, not even going their separate ways, but maybe doing a got seven where they kind of do their own thing for a little bit, but are still technically a group and, but also like not under a label, you know? Be interesting. I mean, if they're willing to fund or put their reputations on the line to sort of like, I mean, I say they, but I mean, Chao and Wu and like, you know, his... But to say, girl, because where the fun's coming from? (laughs) I'll be real about that. Like the thing is, he has the most currency. Yes. So if he is willing to stand by the group, and they do want to maybe self-manage, like you know, with Shinwa, Eric was the one who had the currency, so he was able to facilitate that, right? Whereas you know, we know who in this group is is <laughs> would be the one to have to do it. But I mean, I I say this all as somebody who also really likes their subunits of Moonbin and Sanha and Jinjin Jin and Rocky as well. Like, I think all their subunits make really good music. So, I mean, I would definitely want to see, and, and like, I think Rocky has done some solo work as well too. Like, I really hope that they do renew because I don't think that they are getting short end of the stick here. I think that they're moderately popular enough and they have a, you know, secure enough fan base that they can continue and, and you know, go up from there. So I think that they're going to renew with the company. Oh, wait. So I get, it says that Rocky and MJ have it. So it, I mean, that was all for nothing, really. But I guess we're right, though, in that sense as well to you. So four of the members have renewed. Two of the members have not. So, OK, that's a gossip and move. Well, they haven't yet. So there's still time for them. Like there's looks like no the Anu renew. Yes, he did. So because here's the thing. about One thing I know about Tanu, right? And yeah. this is something that goes for all beautiful people is beautiful people are very, they can be very, depending on, okay, it really depends here, right? But I will say for, in my experience, beautiful people are very loyal and they also sometimes are kind of like, what's the word? Not naive, but like good hearted. You know what I mean? Like, mm-hmm. you know how we say Jungkook is a himbo, like that kind of thing? Yeah. Except for, I don't think, Chanu doesn't have the himbo vibe, but he definitely has the vibe of somebody who's like kind of, and I'm probably completely wrong. I don't know this man, but his vibe is like, he's kind of, kind of go with the flow. He's easy to kind of pull him in a direction. You know what I mean? Yeah. I could see him being the type of person who's like easily convinced or Mm -hmm. like he's loyal to a fault, that kind of thing. And okay, honestly, 
This is basically just fan fiction. I don't know why I'm saying this. <laughs> All of this could be straight up just false, but like, that's the vibe I get. So it's not a shock to me personally, but that's just... Yeah, that's I mean, it, it, we'll see if Rocky and MJ resign. I, I don't see anything about them yet, like not signing or make, may, maybe signing with a different company or going the solo agency route. So we'll see if that happens. But up next is a really fun, kind of interesting story because it's Mobile Land, but Mobile Land actually has already left their company as a group. So Mobile Land's like all of the men, all of the six members have already left the group. Left, sorry, left MLD Entertainment. So that kind of solves that. But do you, I, I mean, I haven't really heard of Momoland in so long that I don't know what they would do or where they would go or what. It's not like Icon. Icon still has enough to really like. And so when they left YGE, they immediately signed with a different company. And now they have light sticks coming out and they're still active. I feel like Momoland really was just a one hit wonder, unfortunately. Not to say that they didn't have good songs. I think they didn't have some fun songs as well. But I just don't see them doing anything from there. I feel like they're just going to expand, unfortunately. Yeah. But I've got something really interesting. NCT Dream or NCT 127. Are you, what's the question? Like, or, do you like, think, what do you mean, or? Do you think all the members are going to renew? Do you think... Anybody's gonna leave? Do you think anything's gonna happen? I they're turning seven. One two, dream. Okay, so dream is definitely gonna renew. <laughs> one two seven will most likely all renew. Like the only way I can see them, I mean, they're just doing too well to not renew. The only way I can see them not renewing is if they really start to take issue with their treatment because there's all these all this conversation about ever since the members have done that tour or I guess they're still on that tour that really long tour where like they really don't get any sleep and then you got members who are being injured and falling from roofs and stuff like that I could see that being a deal breaker in their contract but I honestly think that that would just be more so of a renegotiation to get more favorable terms instead of just straight up leaving you know yeah, Dream Dream is definitely staying though. Like, I it would be very weird if any of them left. They get treated like royalty by SM. So, right. okay, okay. So the next part is interesting. Pentagon. What do you call Pentagon? I thought right. Pentagon already disappeared. <laughs> <It's> not, <laughs> not, I'm not the person that asked on that one. I yeah. mean, when was the last time they came out with music? Everybody had a comeback last year because Huey came back from the military. So I'm pretty sure that they did drop. Like they were fairly active up to some of the enlistments. And then they had a comeback maybe in the interim. And then maybe one since he came back. But also I did hear that rumor that he was going to be on that like not produced show, but kind of like a produced show as a contestant. So I... I really don't know what's going on with Pentagon because they have completely fallen off like so bad. I I really don't know what there is left to hold on to in that sense. Obviously, I don't want them to disband because I think that they are such like if you watch their It's Live performances, they're such a talented group. Like they're so good at singing and I mean, rapping is okay, but specifically with their singing and Huey is a really good writer, producer. So I just don't understand why they have fallen off as much as they have since Don left. But I think I think we're gonna renew. 
I think they're going to stick it out and try to reclaim some of that lost glory. I mean, Jimin clearly thought they had disbanded already. So what do you think, Ash? I, you know, with me, I'm not really aware of Pentagon like that. So it could go either way. I mean, they have been together this long. You know, they stayed together after Dawn left. So... Yeah, I could see them toughing it out. If they're still together at this point. Yeah. Yeah. Because they're a cube group, right? So, I mean, I feel like I, I don't hear anything about cube debuting on a boy group. So they're still, from my understanding, the youngest boy group at cube. It does turn out well that they haven't debuted another boy group. If that's the case. So, I mean, it's something I feel like when you don't have that, that junior group already like in the works or active, it's really easy for you to stay active with the company because you're that junior group. But like once a junior group gets, you know, days debuts, that is kind of like a ticking clock in some cases. So we'll see. Okay, so SF9 already renewed last year. Victor, they had a member leave prior to the following comeback due to a DUI. But they're still active. They're still making music. I honestly don't feel like I know enough about Victon to be able to say confidently either way. But also, I don't really know anything about Victon to know if, like, there is an impetus to renew. So, I don't know. Are you guys like, do you know Victon? <laughs> do you know Victon? <laughs> no. Okay. Wait, wait, I forgot that I was actually unmuted. I thought I was muted, but I'm not muted. I have heard of Vic then. I I think I, I think one of their members I'm familiar with for some reason, not the drunk driving one though, but I, I don't know enough about their music or fandom or anything like that to know if it would make sense for them to renew. Probably not, but yeah, I don't know. WJSN, AKA Cosmic Girls. So they won won Queendom last year as well. But allegedly, there was a concert that they did recently where the girls were like, they're talking about the past and crying a lot. So a lot of people felt that it was a goodbye concert. And I mean, they're one of those last IOI groups that are still standing. I mean, Gugudan gone, April gone. There's a high hammer of any other group. But, you know, them and Wekimeki, I think, are the only two groups that still have like the IOI girls going strong. And I, I say going strong, but I, I, I don't mean going strong because they have definitely fallen off as well in, in a lot of ways. And they lost their Chinese members who are like making big dollars in China right now. So I don't know. I, I really don't know. I would assume that they would renew, but if they're already, you know, feeling like goodbye is near at these concerts, those are, that's not a good sign. It's not a good sign at all. But yeah, Ash, anything to jump in? Oh, okay. Rain girls. <laughs> so let us run out in February of this year. You know, they had that big hit and they have definitely made money off of it. I mean, they toured America and everything. But I don't know if their success with any of their present signs have led us toward a renewal. But also they... You know, we already wrote them off before and they stuck around. They stuck it out to the very end. Many people would have given up before that, but Brave Girls did not. And they were able to reap the benefits. I see them going the the mile. I see them being like brown eyed girls, you know, 
being like 20 years in and still making music. So yeah. 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 Fair. All right. So the last topic, I'm not very, I don't think I'm as knowledgeable on this as Joe. So if you want to introduce that topic, that'd be okay. <laughs> so over the past couple of days, there's been a lot of discourse in the fandom space. I like to call it K-pop boy on K-pop boy crime. And it began with their, this segment, this video that was released by, I want to say SM Entertainment. And it was of NCT 127. The members of NCT 127 were sitting in what looked like a hotel room and they were having a conversation about their experiences in other countries outside of South Korea. And at some point in the conversation, one of the members says, yeah, we keep getting mistaken for other K-pop groups. And a little further along in the conversation, a member, another member says, oh, BTS, right? And then the other member goes, no, 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 not that one, not that one. Like, you know, we don't know why he said not that one, but he said not that one just to, you know, distance himself. But he's like, but just in general, we get mistaken. And it kind of morphs, the conversation kind of goes from there to morph into this conversation about how they sometimes when they are mistaken for other K-pop boys, they will also do things like get free drinks and, you know, certain perks and things like that. I I didn't, I don't remember the full context of the video. I mean, we have it. It's like not a long video, but there is some context to show what they're talking about. They talk about like going to this bar where this woman named Erica is like doing things for them or something like that. By things, I mean like giving them, I guess, like extra stuff or free food or something like that. <laughs> and I don't remember it being explicitly linked to being mistaken for for BTS. I just remember it being happening. All of this kind of seems to be referenced from like specific moments that have already been documented on camera. And of course, <laughs> you cannot mention BTS without the soldiers preparing for battle getting all of their artillery ready and, and coming, you know, coming out guns blazing. Absolutely. So <laughs> armies have become irate. And according to armies, NCT has set Asian people back in their fight for civil rights, the struggle for civil rights. NCT members are also racist against other Korean people. And Korea as a whole is worse off because NCT was had allegedly benefited from being mistaken as BTS. And therefore, NCT should not only apologize, but ha- or have also committed plagiarism and should also be in prison. These are all things that I've seen ARMY say about wow. this. So... As you can imagine, the discourse is very colorful. And there's a lot of in citizens that are like, yeah, ARMY's really done lost it. You know, and I'm like, really? That was what the moment that y'all, okay. But but uh, this is amazing right. to me. I love when stuff like this happens. I don't love it. You know, obviously it's like, okay, leave NCT alone. Like y'all are yeah. weird. But I love when stuff like this happens because you you get people who like, the most colorful allegations. Like when I saw that they were sending Korean people back, I was like, okay, all right. Well, also, when I, what? 
Back to that's a great question. I'm wondering because like where where are where are they regressing to at that point? Like what like is there a civil rights act in Korea? Like in the same way that you would talk about it here? Like I don't know, like the words, the colloquialisms just don't translate in the same way. It's very muddled. So I'm just like, what does that even mean in this context? You know, like words mean things. Imagine, imagine a civil rights movement in a homogenous country. That's just kind of wild to me. But but that that was a very funny question. But yes, it was like, what are they being set set back? And it's this idea that they're they are being racist because they're perpetuating the stereotype that all Asian people look alike by accepting these perks of being mistaken for BTS. And let them know, you know, Ash, Nat, do y'all agree with that? Do y'all agree with the idea that this is perpetuating the stereotype that all Asian people look alike? Absolutely. I feel like, you know, we as Black people make make jokes about this. Like we all, we literally make jokes about being like, you know, sometimes you work for companies and there's two black girls and nobody knows who's who. So they just call them one girl, one name. You know, like we, we make jokes about it, but it is a very serious issue, obviously. Mm -hmm. And I think that they were just attempting to make light of a situation that's kind of fucked up. But like, you know, what are you going to do about it at that point? Well, you know, the question is not the question is not was the like Brazilian waitress perpetuating the stereotype. Okay. The question was, was NCT perpetuating? No, that's the that's what I'm trying to say. That's what I'm okay. trying to say, though. Okay. Like they're not perpetuating it because they oh, are okay. making fun of a ridiculous situation, you know, that they have found yeah. themselves in. So especially since a lot of people in the world really only know BTS, like, let's be real, like they still are the most well-known K-pop group. In the world, yeah, like right? if you see a group yeah. of six to nine, like Asian, young Asian men who are like have all different hair colors, I could see how the how a person who knows nothing about K-pop will be like, is that BTS? Like, yeah, they probably don't even regularly. have different hair colors. I mean, facts. I mean, but like my mom regularly will message me. She'll literally text me. If she's watching the news and a group is on there, she goes, your boys are on there. And I'm like, which, which boys? Like, what do you mean? Yeah, she my says your boy. Too. My mom will do that and too. She's like, oh, is that the group? The letter group or whatever. I'm like, well, first of all, it's not. Second of all, I, they're not my group. So what? Right, right. No, she but, just but, stop saying it now. Yeah. It is so, like but, not even coming from a place of like, I think all Asian men look like. It's more so coming mm-hmm. from a place of like, I've literally never seen BTS's faces, but I just know that they are a group of Korean boys. Like that's literally where it's coming from. Absolutely. Absolutely. Like you haven't stuck around to listen to the music and you don't have to. Like you're not entitled like to the like, or they're not entitled for you to sit there and watch the whole MV so that you in, in the future... If you randomly meet them, know who they are. You know, that's kind of stupid. I don't know. I feel like we owe it not to be racist, obviously, and not could like sort of conflate everybody together. But I don't like, you know, it's not something that I have to do to sit down and be like, I need to know every single shape, like every single line in this man's face so that if I ever meet him randomly or somebody ever asks me about him, I can say his name and know who he is. I feel like there needs to be some middle ground some common ground here we're not disrespectful but also you don't have to learn things that you don't want to learn you know? I, I feel like there's a common decency point in the middle somewhere piece of it too like you're saying that like a lot of it is not necessarily racism for not knowing who they are i mean 
I think a lot of it is a lot of Americans and other people just not caring to, like you said, if you don't listen to the music or you're not part of that scene, then why would you know them by name? Like, if you don't care about K-pop, you might just be like, oh, I know them because I've seen them places and they are the most famous K-pop boy band in the world. So, of course, you would, you know, think that a multiple member Korean boy band is BTS if you don't listen to K-pop. I think that you can look at it from that standpoint without necessarily making it like a racial thing. I think, too, the point is like, okay, you don't know BTS. You've heard of them. You don't know anything about these people. You don't know what they look like. Don't fucking go around asking groups if they're BTS. Like, that is just common decency. Be like, oh, are you into K-pop? Are you a K-pop group? Oh, what is your name? That would be so much more respectful, I think. Yeah. Than just being like, are you BTS? Like, what? Girls. I just think if we think about these things a little bit more, just like, you know, a little bit more, we can sort of see where things need to be tweaked a bit. You know, it's like you don't, you know, if you know a Black person and you see somebody who I think looks like them, you're not going to call them by their name because that's for, you know, like, in the same sense of this, like, hey, you're, are you a K-pop girl? Okay, what's your name? You know, what's your sound like? You know, there are questions you can ask and ways that you can approach it. And the reason that they're getting free drinks is that these waitresses or waiters or whatnot fucked up and they realize that they fucked up. So that's why they're giving them these free things. Like, that's just the way I look at it. Okay. What about, what say you? Jimin, anything else to add? Oh, me? Oh. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know. I, I just, yeah, I, I don't, I can't say get into the heads of the okay. individuals who are mistaking them for BTS. But I just think it's really funny because if you actually watch the video of NCT, NCT talking about it, it's clear that they're actually, like, they seem I don't say offended, but they definitely seem kind of like uncomfortable with the fact that they were mistaken for another group. But they also go on to say it wasn't, even though, okay, don't get me wrong, I do think they are lying. I don't think they're telling the truth about it, like not being BTS. I think it was definitely BTS because like at one point, Mark goes, no, 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 it's, like a, it's, it's another group, right? But it's, come on now, it's not another group. It's literally BTS. And that's okay. That's why I just think, it is just weird to me where armies can go with things. I thought I had seen it all from armies, but this is just a weird kind of, it's very rare that you see this kind of attack directly on, like literally trying to trend hashtags like NCT apologize. Like they're trying to talk to other K-pop groups. And the funniest thing about this is I just keep thinking about Jaehyun testing up Jungkook when they go to meet up at Itaewon and, and he's like, bro, get your ass, bro. Like, they, there's something's wrong with them, bro. I cannot hang out with you at the strip club no more. We can't go to the telly if you're... Wait, wait, wait. wait, wait. wait. <laughs> Does have strip clubs? That's a great question. I think great question. I mean, Lisa was talking about throwing dollar bills, you know, and shaking her ass. So I'm like, I mean, Thailand definitely will a strip clubs. question, but because- like... Those current, are there strip clubs in Seoul? You know, they're, they're right to get it. And so do at these strip clubs. There probably is a donuts club. I, yeah. But it's weird too because it's like, well, the weird thing about all this is like porn is illegal, illegal in Korea. So you would think that that would also mean that any sex work is legal. But I'm pretty sure Korea has a red light district. So how can sex work be illegal yeah. if you have 
a literal whole part of your city that's dedicated to. And I think like, it's like an unofficial. Really. Yeah, but also too, when people go on like radio star and these things, they ask these male idols about their porn sometimes. Like that used to be a regular thing. And they used to talk, like talk about open. Well, it's like soft illegal, right? Yeah. It's kind of like yeah. in California, you know, for the longest time, you could only get medical marijuana. But now you like, obviously now the law is different. But yeah. people knew that she wasn't. <laughs> Come on now, like you need marijuana. Like there ain't nothing wrong with you. You just smoke it, right? So that kind of thing. I think it's one of those type of like unenforced laws. The point is, is like, I don't know if they would go so far as to allow like a straight up. It will be really interesting. It's an interesting question. Yeah. Um, if somebody knows the answer, please let us know. Yeah. But yeah, no, they, it's, it's just saying a strip club in Seoul, to be quite honest. Strip club in Seoul, what does that even look like? That right. Even, mm-hmm. It's probably right. all like the AI girls, the, the, I mean, chat GPT. SME wanted to have, make an AI hotel where you could interact with Esther's avatar. So, you know, they definitely got, got some plans for something like that at, at the very least. Right. But yes, yeah, sorry, what were you? But this was, I was going to say, this was a fun, this was a fun story to me because it's just like, it's, you don't have to apologize for nothing. They're also not like secretly racist against themselves. I mean, don't get me wrong, people can have internalized racism. That's not what's happening here though. And armies are wild because and somebody, one of the armies got exposed because she was going on and on about about how they're perpetuating the myth that all Asians look alike. But then if you scroll kind of down to her comments, she says that South Korea's economy wouldn't exist without BTS. So it's like, okay, you got to pick a struggle here because you you kind of in multiple lanes at once. Are you trying to say that Korea is has a rich culture outside of BTS? Or are you trying to say that the only thing Korea has to offer is BTS? Like, come on now, pick a lane. Yay. So... Anyway, that was that was the fun topic of the week, I guess. Okay. So lastly, very lastly, because it's kind of late, guys. We are doing our featured on a group called 5050. So 5050 is a four-member girl group that's debuted under a track. They made their debut on November 18th, 2022 with their first EP, The 50. Their group name, 5050, means 50 versus 50, which means a 50-50 probability. It also contains the meaning of ideal and reality, respectively. I don't know what that means, but that's what it says here on this Wikipedia. Not Wikipedia, but Wiki page. Uh, so we are going to watch their three MVs, Tire, Loving Me, and Log In. And we're going to sort of give our opinion on it. So this is the official MV for their debut singer, single, sorry, Tire. I saw the ages of these girls, but they look like they're kind of older than like some of the groups that are debuting these things.
Nobody say anything until the song's over, please. Okay. <laughs> this is kind of retro. Like, retro. I literally okay. just said, nobody say anything before this song's over. Oh, I didn't know you were serious. Sorry. I was dead serious. That's why I was like, talk. I was hesitant. But I was say, okay. I was really serious. I was actually hesitant to say okay for that reason. <laughs> oh. I'm deceased. That's funny. I mean, y'all can talk, but don't make judgments. You can okay. like make comments, but don't pass judgment yet. I have okay. a specific reason. No. Okay, are we allowed to talk after or do you want to talk after the three videos? We're allowed to talk after each video. Let me say, let me go first. Sure. Sure. Song of the year, mayhaps. I was not a great song, greatest song that I've heard since the last greatest song that I've heard. Mayhem. Best girl group since Stacey Mayhaps. I'm just saying. The girls were giving. I loved that, which is very rare for me. I loved it. I thought it was great. Everything about it was great. I The only thing that was bad was Blondie. We need to do something about that. Yeah. But everybody else? I... I don't even know. It's, I cannot believe this is like a rookie group. Like a, this is a rookie group, right? A rookie, basically new group. I cannot believe this. Like they are good. Like, they, like I'm comparing this to like literally all that stuff we just watched earlier. They are washing the girls. They're washing them. That song was incredible. Like I was really impressed. I thought it was catchy. I thought it was fun. I thought they all sounded amazing. I thought three out of four looked really, really good. I also really like that it's only four of them. That is yeah. nothing I like. I think the one who's obviously mixed with English, what, what what's like a good word for British? For like London British people. Like, you know, that one specific part of London. She's mixed with Liverpool. I thought I was wondering why. But, you know, she was still useful to the group. But she's definitely got the London look, so... All right. How did you feel about it? I liked it. That's like, I was so like, God, Jimin did the most. <laughs> yeah, I liked it. They have a lot of, like, kind of a retro feel. Very kind of fresh. Yeah. It was definitely good. And I liked it, but the next song is like, what, like, this is a song that. I have gone back to many. many okay, times. sure. I mean, give me five. The first I mean, one already good. I mean, but it's more my style. So I don't know if I know Ash will probably not like it. It's not a ballad, but it is a little bit slower. But we'll see how everybody feels about loving me. Let's I cannot stop talking about this song, though. I love it. Okay, that's the song. See, boy group songs be, oh, baby, let me kiss you there and touch you here and 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 let me just, you know, do all these wicked things and drugs. I love it. You know, a girl gives me like, but I love me and I love that. Oh, my God. What a message. We love a good message. Yes. I honestly, I heard that song 
And I was just like, okay, this is like self-empowerment 101, but not corny or cheesy or like I'm a boss bitch kind of thing. It's so simple in the message. And I just like, I love it so much. And I just love how she sounds. Like, I think it's mostly the no, they're, they're, singing. they're good singers. They're good singers. Fantastic. So on top of that, I was just like, it's such a beautiful. So I guess it's really just, Ash, you know, girl, Ashley. See, I'm shocked I'm we don't hear her lays back crumpling up. I'll hear. I liked it. I mean, not sad that like slow songs. I don't like ballads. This is yeah. like a mid tempo. Yeah. yeah. And I liked the slight like synth sounds. I love a synth, a good synth. So yes. that, you know, already kind of hooks me in. Yeah. I like this. I always like it whenever K pop groups, you know, break out of the love song mold, you know, every once in a while, especially for like a positive, a, a positive topic. So. Yeah, I liked it. I like what I've seen in the group so far. Okay, so the last song is a little bit different. And I, th- I thought it'd be interesting because you did the title, which is like, you know, whatever. And then you have this like more singing song. And now this is like a performance video. So like, I don't know. If I, I'm i not sure if they're a dancer, or, you know, group, but we'll see how this goes. I've never seen those before. This is definitely more like... K-pop <laughs> right now. The choreo is really giving Janet, like it's giving like in Janet Inspire. You know what I mean? I don't know how to explain okay. it, but there's like a lot of like full body coordination and also different body parts going different ways, which is very Janet to me. Okay. And, yeah. Yeah. You know what helps? They seem like performers. You know what I mean? Like they they have a lot of energy, which is like, you know, the opposite of got the beat, but that's not exactly. Who's <laughs> like a famous British woman? Adele. Cheryl Paula? Adele? Not Adele. Adele is nah. Are you talking about like an answer? Where somebody known for their like face, but not necessarily their looks, if that makes sense. Mm-hmm. Robbie Williams? Sure, Robbie Williams. Yeah, I'm going to start calling Blondie Robbie Williams. Okay. Is this song about hacking computers? I don't know. I'm gonna be honest, like I have I not been listening. listening just another until that point. song. Honestly, if it was about hacking people, I mean it's like a little bit more. Cause I feel like they're speaking a lot of English. So my brain has just now been processing like what are they exactly saying, you know? Yeah. <laughs> Okay, so this was one of those. Oh, huh? Okay. And when did you like get it to go from that to like sexual red light song? Yeah. So, I, this is that's one of those songs where it's like it's your favorite group, so you gotta like pretend like it's better than what it is. 
<laughs> no, but on a serious note, they did show that they are versatile. Like, I believe, here's the thing, I believed every single one of their concepts. Like, every single one of the songs they did, I believed that they, I believed in them. And they, they owned those concepts in a very real way. So, now whether or not that last song was good is a matter of, do you stand NCT or do you actually like noise, right? Like, it's one of them questions, so. Yeah, I I agree. I I I was a little worried about the performance video, but I thought that they had the energy. They were given what they needed to give, and they made it believable. And you know, obviously, we know that they can sing. So it's it's and they're shaping up to be that group. That you know, I'm not sure how you know Korean public is taken to them, but I do know that like a site that does a lot of reviews about like K-pop and j-pop i think they just gave them like the highest rating of like any korean album i don't know if it's from a new group or if it's just in general based on their ap so i mean they're definitely impressing a lot of people like us so yes. i am definitely here for 50 50 keep doing i give me 11 mean live girls i want i'm a live version of okay yeah but ash what about you what say you I like them. I think they have a lot of natural charisma. They have stage presence. Login is not my favorite, but the other two songs are pretty good. So yeah, I think they have a lot of promise. Well, let's know what you guys Wait, think. Wait, I never uh, really said oh, my goal. I just said my thoughts on the last song. I'm sorry. Okay, sorry. I just want to say real quick. I don't know that they are up next. Like, I can't say that because... For some reason, I have a feeling that like people are going to let them flop, despite the fact that they have the talent. They have more talent in their pinkies than like half of the groups that are already debuted today and that are like already super successful. I still really like them, though. Like I would love to hear more of their music. I would love to have them on the show. So I think that's the first like feature group that we've done where I'm like, yeah, I can. Except for Stacey. I think I saw it for Stacey when we first did them as well. So, high hopes. High hopes. All right. So, thank you to everybody here and to all the listeners. This is the end of our episode. You know where to reach us at notyouraveragenetizens at gmail.com. Diane Edizens on Twitter. Not Your Average Edizens on Facebook and Instagram. You know, we love hearing from you guys. So, let us know what you thought about featured and about any of these topics. And we're going to put that poll up. So, let us know. And let's end with some shoutouts. Who wants to go first? Shoutouts to yeah. our listeners, of course, our patrons. Thank you to both of you guys for just sticking with us and listening to it. We hope you continue to stay with us as we do some more content. Uh, Shoutouts to Jimin and Nat and Jay for being a wonderful group of podcasters and to keep having them here just keeps the show moving. And shout outs to, shout outs to uh, Loving Me. Yes. That was a good song. Sorry. That that took too long. (laughs) That's funny. I was like, because we always joke about you going to sleep. So I was like, (laughs) I was like, wait, is that really going to sleep? (laughs) I'll go. Shout out to us, Ash, Jimin, Jay, me. Shout out to the listeners. You guys are awesome. Fantastic. I hope you have a great week. 
I know when this episode's going out. So just, I hope you have a great time. Okay. A shout out to Rukia Kuchi and Ichigo Kurosaki from Bleach. Love you two to death. Should have been Endgame. Shout out to Aaron Yeager. My boy is back. And yeah, I stand by my man. I'm sorry. I just think Mark Lee. To what any of you people want to say, he's forever my son. And that's just how that's going to go. Oh, shit. Can't shame me out of saying that. Sorry. And yeah, shout out to Beyonce. Because the Grammys are this weekend. Because we are recording it the Monday before the Grammys. And she deserves an album of the year for Renaissance. So she better get it. Okay, Grammys. What about you, Jimin? I want to shout out to Aaron Yeager. He will never disappoint. Okay. <laughs> yeah, I had to, to read um, that in. Yeah. Yeah. He's, he's, he's a disappointment. He's a walking disappointment, but he's my disappointment, right? And he's a fine, he's a very, very bulwarding character. Shout out to Armin Arlet for just being wise beyond his years and such a good boy. We love you. Shout out to Tucson. If you know, you know. Nobody knows. So, okay. (laughs) Shout out to everybody listening, all the listeners. And there was one other shout out I wanted to do, but obviously I always forget my shout outs for some reason. Anti shout outs to whoever decided to go to move forward with the new two by two album. So, anti shout outs to you. But that's it, I think. Oh. Fun. Well, that's it for one. Thank you guys once again. Have a great day, evening, morning. Bye. <laughs> Oh, 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 oh,